Hello there, everybody. It's me, Gary Kidney, the co-host of You've Got to Be Kidding Me on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. And I am Liam Jones, my full name, and I am also a part of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network as a co-host, but you've got to be kidding me. We are a TNA history podcast that covers TNA one month at a time. We cover all the drama, all the matches, all the Vince Russo nonsense you could ever want in your life. Have you you heard of TNA? I bet you have. But would it be funnier if two people made jokes over it the whole time? Probably. So if that sounds like fun to you, check it out on this very Voices of Wrestling podcasting network, and Liam will do bits and whatnot. Previously on the Mike and JD show. I'm, I'm going to say Jay Uso pins Roman Reigns in London. Oh, man. That, I, think that, I think that's a pretty hot take. I will come on your show, and I will sing your praises, and I will admit that I am wrong. But I have it, never well, been so certain of anything in my life that that will not happen. Okay, Scott, this that was at eighteen thirty of this episode, so we'll go ahead and what? write that no, down. No, we're telling Jeremy to clip this whole thing for YouTube. It's gonna, this is gonna live on. <laughs> I will come on and admit my, and I will watch Raw for a month. Whoa! Oh shit! Whoa! I wait will. a minute! Yeah, whoa, hold on! Wait a minute! Hold on! Yeah, hold on. You heard me? Well, you we heard just, me. Hey, hey, hold on! Hold we on. raised this, the stakes a little bit. Hold this on. Is going crazy. Let's let's <laughs> let me see how confident you really are. I'm let confident. Me get, let me get two weeks of NXT. Oh Whoa. come on! That, oh, hey, they just took the creeps off the show, right? <laughs> come on now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, you got me. You got me. <laughs> One month of Raw, two weeks of NXT. If that. And now it's the Mike and JD show, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined as always by JD, by God, Oliva. How you doing, JD? <laughs> I, I don't have the words. Well, you know who does have the words? This man's got a lot of words, and his words are usually shit-talking. Um, especially to you. So I, I think I think it's only fair to bring on our friend from the rap, Salty Scott. Scotty, how you doing, baby? <laughs> oh, oh thank He's, God his muted? microphone hold doesn't on, hold, work. Hold on. Hold on. Are you unmute yourself, buddy? I, I muted I muted myself. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, I feel Scott. good though. I'm, I'm I'm happy you had me back on. And JD, I I'm just so happy that you get to be a part of my world. And I can't <laughs> wait for next week when you watch NXT. Oh man! You know I appreciate you giving me the week off of NXT. I really do. It means a lot to me because I would have not been so kind. But you're a better man than I am. So. <clears throat> Listen, I will. I, watched, I will give you this. You had to endure, and I, I'm I'm real about it. You had to endure that tag team gauntlet match. Oh God, it was so bad. <laughs> and, oh, it was um, so listen, bad. Listen, I, I I'm a realist. You know, I, I'm I think I think WWE does a lot of things well. Those gauntlet matches with the women in the tag completely unnecessary. So for you having to suffer through that on your first night back, I was like, let me throw him a bone. Let me look out for my guy a little bit. <laughs> appreciate that and then I you saw what happened getting... to the creep 
you saw what happened to the Creed brothers on it. Well, you may have heard what happened to the, to the heard. Creed brothers on NXT. I ain't want to do that to you. That's your guy. I ain't want to do that to you. But now I can't. But now when I go back, I can't even watch the Creeds. They won. <sighs> They're gone. They might be on Raw, so that's good news. They, yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's God. true. Dude, <laughs> but, you know what the worst part is? Is like, because again, I'm all about the discourse. And like I'm watching this god awful gauntlet match, and I'm like, there's people that get on Tony Khan week after week for women's wrestling in AEW, and this is supposed to be like the best of the best. And I'm like, this this is this is bad. Like there's women that I know are good professional wrestlers taking part in this train wreck, absolute train wreck. And then Barstool's like, man, what a great match. I love it. There's no <laughs> links. There is no links. A verified account will go to brown nose and possibly get an interview with somebody. It is absolutely shameless how spineless some of these people are. You cannot tell me. You cannot. Dude, we hosted an Impact podcast for over two and a half years. Chelsea Green is awful. And she's always been awful. She's not a good professional wrestler. And I'm watching it going, it's the same shit. She's still bad. And someone's like, they're killing it out there. It's great stuff. It's fantastic. <laughs> Fuck you, lying sack of shit. The opening was really good. And I actually really yeah. liked the Finn Seth match. I'm like, this is this is pretty good. And then, of course, the main event ended with a terrible WWE-style schmoz. Because this is my problem with WWE. It's like... We can't. No one can argue the tribal. The tribal chief shit is working, right? The breakup of the, that's the biggest story in pro wrestling. So of course we have to do the beta version on Raw with the Judgment Day right now, right? We can't even have like we can't even have the shows be original. They have to rip each other off. It's just I had to stop halfway through and go walk my dog. I had to hit pause. Three hours. <laughs> it's so long for a wrestling show. It's so long. Guys come out to the ring and like 10 minutes go by. And you're like, holy shit, this guy's still in the ring. What's he been doing for 10 minutes? He's been standing there for 10 minutes. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I, I will say this. There is a portion of the audience that will absolutely take a long match. Anything over the length of like 20 minutes and automatically it's it's awesome. It's great. Especially if you have multiple teams running a, running a gauntlet as they that's what they kind of did. They, they think it's awesome. And that match was anything but. <laughs> well, hey, Ace. Long, it was hey, six hours. Yeah. Hey, hey Scott, I, I got to let you go. Because if I keep you on with that background noise, Garrett's going to fire me. <laughs> <laughs> my, that's like, my bad. No, no, you're fine. Look, hey, 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 Scott's on vacation, and he... He is actually like at the beach right now, and there's some music playing. There's some people watching TV. He's got a lot going on, so he he just came in here unprepared. So I I was like, you, you can come on regardless, but yeah, uh, Garrett's gonna kill me if I if I let this go on any longer. So hey hey Scotty, hey take care, buddy. Thanks for coming on, and we'll we'll, we'll catch you down the road, all right? Hey, just had me back on after he has to suffer through NXT. Peace, fellas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> that was great. Mike, that was great. Mike, I just spit all over my computer when you said Gary was going to fire you. Start the show. Yeah. I got to clean my screen. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> so, hey, uh, we're, we're going to get the show started. Don't worry. I want to hear more about JD's raw experience. But the first thing I want to do on the show this week is I want to give a big shout out to a, a listener of the podcast, a friend of the Fight Game Media Network. He's a guy that we've been talking to on Discord and uh, talked to him many years on uh, the Fight Game Media uh, Facebook group. A great dude. I want to give a shout out to Daza, the homie Daza. Um, he he has been a big supporter of ours, and I just wanted to to show my appreciation to him. Uh, he also recently subscribed to uh, JD's other podcast, Super Superhero Speak. So um, he's uh, he's been real cool to us. So Daza, man, thanks for all the support. Uh, uh, and I hope to I hope we can keep entertaining you, bud. Um, also, um, we got a big announcement for Fight Game Media. Each week in the month of July, we're putting out free episodes of our premium content over at patreon.com slash fight game media this week, the dynamite show from last night is available on the Patreon for free. And next week, part one of our WCW 96 covering the great American bash and the early stages of the NWO will also be free. So head over to patreon.com slash fight game media for more details on free premium content. That's right. Free premium content. How does that work? Well, you normally would have to pay for it, but now you're getting it for free. It's a special that we're doing here in the month of July. And also, um, I don't think this is going to be free, but JD and I, we're actually going to be recording some more premium content next week where he and I do a deep dive into the WCW invasion of the WWF in 2001. We're actually gonna we're actually gonna go hard on that. We're gonna do a, a deep dive, kind of like what we've been doing um, the last couple of months. Last month we did a deep dive into the Black Scorpion. Previous month we did a deep dive into Don Callis and Kenny Omega. So coming up this month, actually coming up next week, JD and I are gonna record um, the invasion of WCW or WCW's invasion of the WWF in 2001. We're really excited about that. And JD is back. How you doing, JD? Oh, now JD is muted. We're having a hell of a time here. <laughs> um, <laughs> technical difficulties. Uh, we're having some issues here at home with my little friend. He's doing some. Uh, we're scared tonight. So, oh, yeah, a little old for this, but here we are. Um, yeah, what we're doing the invasion, right? I better write that article this week. Um, yeah. That, that's that's next week but so talk talk a little bit more about your experience with raw man i i just i just got done with all the plugs for patreon oh it's better than it was in 2018 i'll say that but i don't like the presentation of the show like i was talking about this with garrett on the discord and um i hate the i hate their promo style i hate the rhythm and cadence because everyone has the same rhythm and cadence to the way they do everyone has the same rhythm and cadence to the way they cut a promo, right? Like, mm -hmm. and like Garrett put it the best way. He's like, a raw promo is about promoting raw. An AEW promo is about promoting a match. Yeah. Right. And I just, I can't stand it. And again, everyone's loving this bloodline thing, right? Right. And then they just lift the whole thing for the judgment day. It's the same fucking story. Right. It's the same yeah. story. We just went through yeah. this. And like I feel like nobody's calling anybody on this. Am I the only person that notices this? Well, like I, it, it's it's we should they should get called out. Don't get me wrong. Um, I don't think I'm calling them out because I'm not watching the show every week, so I'm not really in depth into their storylines. I just watch the monthly stuff. Um, but I also because everything is up for them, they're kind of just up, getting away great. with it. You know, it's kind of like you know in the Attitude Era, whenever yep. they had they had a handful of wrestlers that were really hot, and outside of that little core group, everything else sucked 
right? And but to- it got huge reactions, and they sold extra crazy amount of tickets and T-shirts and and pay-per-views. So every so. Like everything was treated as if it were great, but when you go back and watch it, a lot of that stuff just sucked. We have to pretend that Val Venus was really a thing and that people cared about him, when in reality yeah. he was garbage and terrible, right? Mm-hmm. Like there was so yeah. much bad stuff in the Attitude Era, but the show was hot. To be fair, 96 WCW, things were hot, but there was a lot of crap yeah. on that show, which again, as I've said before on this show, the only thing that matters is the main event. Yeah. The only thing that matters yeah. is the main event is super hot, everything else kind of falls by. But yeah, there you cannot. Everything in TV is super down right now. Everything. Like people are freaking about the AEW stuff and it was they did the best week. They finished higher than they have in the and they were the number nine show on all of television last week. On people, are you talking about collision or dynamite? Dynamite. Dynamite was number dynamite, nine show. Yeah. Not for the night, for the week. For the week, yeah. Because collision was look, and we, we talked about it last week and collision uh, was second in their time rate, slot. Rate ratings are bullshit, right? Rate, right. The, the way that they're measured. Um, yeah, collision, their overall numbers are way, way down, but they're right in line with what happens on Saturdays. So right. it's like, yeah, they, they've lost half of their audience from their debut, but they're still like kind of right up there. Did they, did they lose the audience or was it Saturday night, 4th of July weekend? I watched religiously. I had, it's yeah. my anniversary, man. I went up my wife. It was July 1st week. It was People have lives, man. Like, and the fact they're getting yeah. it, oh, it's clearly a failure. <laughs> Whatever, man. I mean, like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to say something to everyone, every smart person right now saying, you know, Saturday night's a hard night to draw ratings. No fucking <laughs> shit. No yeah. shit. It's going to be what it's going to be. Don't don't bother getting in the ratings discourse because it's dumb. Like we said last week, we're going to get numbers, but you're not going to get competitive numbers or comparative, I should say, numbers. So you don't know when anything else is on. We don't know where anything else is. Right. Yeah. It's all dumb. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it did drop quite a bit. CM Punk wasn't on the show. And I just I honestly I didn't watch Collision this week. I forgot that it was on, to be honest with you. I watched I, it I Sunday did, morning. See, and was... that's normally when I would watch it. But I just I, I watched Money in the Bank on Sunday morning. Like I started it Saturday night and I woke up and I finished it on on Sunday morning. And I had just completely forgot about Collision. And then I heard some people talking about it. I was like, oh, shit, I never did watch Collision. And then I just never got to it. It was it was the weirdest thing. And then I realized, oh, yeah, CM Punk wasn't wrestling on the show. And CM or Collision without CM Punk is basically Rampage at this point, it seems like. Kind of. Kind of. We're going to pause the show. Okay. Go I, have to, I have to put out a fire. 14 minutes. Go ahead and handle business. Give me a minute. Yep.
Sorry about that. Oh, you're okay, dude. You're okay. Um, so we, we left off. I'll just I'll just. We were talking about collision. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Garrett, you can just pick it up whenever I just kick back into it. Um, ready and. So yeah, so collision is is basically rampage when CM Punk isn't on. Um, it doesn't really seem like there's a whole lot of interest in that show without CM Punk being there. Um, not that they don't have great talent on the show, like Miro's great and House of Black is great, but it just seems like nothing's really on fire right now for them at this point. Well, I mean, it's the third episode. Like, how could it be? I think they made some mistakes in the first week. I really think that you needed to leave that first episode with a really hot angle, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yep. I mean, maybe they should have. Maybe some things couldn't, but I think it was a huge mistake by not doing something really big at the end of it like we didn't get a big reason to get people to come back the next week they waited till till dynamite the next week to do that and i don't there's a conscientious decision on their part i think it was the wrong decision like i think they thought they could coast on cm punk a little bit and i think they knew the rating was going to be bad this week yeah. because realistically speaking the vast majority of wwe fans and most aew fans are pro wrestling fans i think they anticipated that most of the fans were going to watch um, money in the bank on delay yeah i think that's what they yeah. thought they, so they're like ah we'll just fart it out this week and when you fart it out you get again ratings don't matter like they don't to me like it doesn't matter we don't know the real numbers but and that's the thing is if you're in their situation what do you do do you go all out and like try to get a good rating or do you just accept the fact that well ratings are gonna be that bad that great this week we'll pick it up next week what would you do in that situation mike's philosophy is always do your best Right. That doesn't mean you go balls to the wall and throw everything because you're going to burn out quick. But I would have given the people at least something. But I think they saw the ticket sales leading into that event, which I think they taped on Thursday. Mm -hmm. It was really bad. They realized they weren't going to have a great crowd. They had no and they and they didn't. And they really had nothing to, to hook anybody into watching. But you're you're right. The first episode of Collision had no angle, no real storyline. They're debuting some new characters, but they didn't really get anything going, right? Like, you know, Miro's crushing some people. They they're starting a, a Andrade and House of Black story, it's, but they didn't and then they're they're kind of getting to the CM Punk thing and we're going to get that this week, but they didn't really have like a hot story that that's going to make people wanting to come back more and more and more that will actually trickle down to the rest of the roster because that's what wwe's got right now is they got this hot story and it trickles down to the rest of the roster to where everybody's getting into everything at this point um and and that's a difficult thing to accomplish and i'm not saying that's an easy thing to do and i was saying hey why don't you just have a hot angle why don't you just have a hot story that's hard right it's hard to get people to care right mm -hmm. and uh, it doesn't seem like like outside of CM Punk being on the show, there's nothing really for anybody to actually care about. I don't understand why we didn't build a Joe Punk storyline. Like they're yes. leaning a little bit into the the ROH rivalry that existed 15 years ago, something like that. 17 mm -hmm. years ago, 18, excuse me, 18 years ago. Like I'm wrong again. 19. Um, wow. doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, math hard. I don't under. I mean. In my humble opinion, I'm not John Muse. I don't like to phantom book stuff. Not that the phantom book, he actually has a booking mind. I don't. I really think they should have. I think the idea of CM Punk coming back to like the announcement, he's coming back, was a mistake. I think that they should have done something with FTR 
and Bullet Club Gold a little bit, and then got Joe involved, and give us like a storyline reason to get Punk involved, and like use those couple of weeks before Collision started to get people to care about the reason why we're starting this new show. Like, I don't think there need to be a story. People go, there needed to be a storyline reason. No, there didn't. There was no storyline reason for SmackDown starting. Like, we're getting a yeah. new show. Like, don't treat people stupid. But they, I think we needed a storyline reason to watch the show, yeah. right? And I watched the show. I mean, a lot of people were, but again, like. There's and I hate to be those guys like they need to tell stories. Like I don't I don't I don't want to be that guy, but I mean like they really haven't given like they did more this week. Like, I actually really like dynamite this week. I think they did um the packages they did use were really good. Like I thought both of them were good. I know Brian Alvarez is complaining about the punk one. They didn't utilize enough of their history. Like they gave it to you. I don't think this is it for them with this I, this Joe Punk thing. And but, I'll explain um, why he's mad in a minute, but go ahead. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Um, I yeah. think that there, there could be more done, but I assume there will be more done in time. Like, um, yeah. I, I just, I would like a little bit more, right? And I, I know Tony's a busy guy. I know he's got a team underneath him now, but I mean, like, I think you could be doing more. I think we could be utilizing our time better, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Like, it's I, good. I, Show's good. Could be better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the the show's good, but not good enough to make people care at this point. And so that's what they got. And people care. To well, not on it. a holiday, not people to care enough on no. a holiday. Like you look at WWE, their ratings for holidays are awful. Except this past week was SmackDown. Dude. Right. Dude, and that the, takes time. The traveling situation here in Hawaii for 4th of July. Insanity. I, I like the people are getting here a week before 4th of July to spend like two weeks out here. It's, Ugh. it's wild. Yeah. Um, the, the departure section, uh, of the airport because I've been there a couple times this week. Departure section, nobody leaving, but arrivals place is packed. It's it's crazy. So um, a lot of people are coming out here, and they were they were all over the island. Uh, I barely left the base because I'm like, ugh, people. But yeah, humans, <laughs> which, humanity. Humans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, humanity. But yeah, so you, you know, you, there's a lot of factors, and I'm not one to make excuses. Ultimately, they just didn't give people enough reason to prioritize their show. Got mm-hmm. it. No, no, no big deal. It was, it was a down show. There's no nothing anybody could say about that. Despite the fact that the ratings are a flawed system, I think that drop that they've had week over week is probably something they need to look into. However, I, I think it bounces back this week because they got Sam Buck versus Samoa Joe, and I get the feeling that's going to end with some type of angle. So, um, and w- so. which, which is. Which is which is just what they need. Look, rest, pro wrestling is at its best when you got badass matches, awesome promos, and hot angles. That's that's what it is, right? I don't need scripts. I don't need I don't need robotic scripts saying words that nobody in the world ever fucking uses. I don't need any of that stuff. I just need badass dudes and badass chicks fighting for a cause. That's all I want. And uh, unfortunately, Collision just hasn't given us that yet. They've had yeah. some good matches, but then the causes just aren't there at this point. And I think once they get to that, then 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 they will increase it. Now I say that knowing full well I didn't actually watch Collision this past Saturday, but from everything I've heard, I, I it was a very skippable show. It, I I watched it, and like again, wrestling was good. There were some good matches on the show. And again, the story is, hey, we have this tournament going on. And I love tournaments. I think they're great. I still think yeah. they should do a summer-long G1-style tournament that carries them through the summer. Firmly believe that. We'll stick yeah. with it. It'll motivate every match. But I well, need, like, I need some, like, I need something. I need some. I need a little meat on the bone. Because, I mean, if I'm going to watch just wrestling, I'm going to go watch wrestling. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's my sport. Like, I need, I watch pro wrestling because I, I want a bit of a story. I just think we need a little bit more right now, guys. I really do. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, but you know, collision, man, they'll they'll bounce back this week. Hopefully, uh hopefully it ends up working out. Um yeah. I think they're gonna have a they got uh, something big coming to AEW soon. So we you and I heard about this, I think probably what ten days ago. Something like um, that. Sean Ross Sean broke the news today that uh Kota Ibushi set to make his AEW debut in Blood and Guts. Um AEW has not been uh shy about alluding to Kota Ibushi. Uh coming um but yeah it looks like he's in man and i think that's awesome yeah i'm a big fan um i remember i still remember that all-in main event the original all-in main event with coda and the bucks versus i believe it was ray bandito and uh the two rays phoenix and mysterio so yeah. man it was cool getting to see because he's not a guy that comes over here often you know so getting to see coda abushi again is going to be going to be really cool and he's an absolute lunatic so who, what better guy to put in a big <laughs> bloody cage match than possibly the you know one of him and june kasai are like the the two like lunatics i think of when i think of japanese pro wrestling big yeah. names so should be fun um rumor is wheeler's hurt wheeler you got hurt yeah I'm, I'm i'm curious to see how that plays out and if, if it's gonna if it's gonna be so substantial that it keeps him out of the match because they're already doing a mystery partner on the heel side. And I think they're teasing that it's Jericho, which means it's probably not going to be Jericho. Um, but now they would have to have a second mystery partner if Wheeler Yuta gets out. Yeah, they're going to have to, I mean, like, again, things happen. Um, they're going to have to figure something out because this is a big match, right? It's blood and guts. Yeah. The last two have been pretty good. Like, I really like the one they did last year. Um, mm -hmm. And it's not like they can lean into people like, oh, they just get Osprey from New Japan. Like, well, there's a little thing called the G1 going on. You know, you're not yeah. going to be able to borrow anyone from from New Japan right now. So you're going to have to be a little more creative. What that means, I don't know. So it's going to be interesting to see kind of what they can pull off. Again, this is where, you know, when you're back to the wall, it's where you got to be the most creative. Yeah. And, you know, they have relationships everywhere, but they got one of the biggest rosters mm -hmm. out there. They got there's the depth of talent is incredible. They could pull up almost anybody on that heel side and it would be, the match is going to be fine. Right. It, and like, I know I I, you don't want to, you don't want to have the Savio Vega, no way out 1998 moment. Exactly. Um, but, but it, as long as they're a heel and they kind of look like they would fit in, in that style, I think they would be okay. But now, now we, you know, Jericho. So now they're looking, they might be looking for two bodies. I, they, they had one already in mind. And they were teasing Jericho, which meant it probably wasn't going to be Jericho. I think now you could just put now you Jericho have to in there. Jericho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, uh, you, I, I, I think that makes sense. You inadvertently built yourself a back door, right? Yeah. So now you just go, oh, okay. Now Chris Jericho has to be the guy, right? And and then you don't lose anything. The problem is if you have this, oh, we're gonna have a mystery, mystery opponent, mystery guy coming in there. It's the Blade. People are like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Well. Oh. Yeah, it has to be a bigger name than the Blade. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but who yeah, on yeah. the? They have a good roster, but I mean, who would you put in that huge I, spot? I, you I'm struggling Roosh. to think. Yeah, you could. I, I think you know, Roosh. He hasn't been around in a while. I think you know, Roosh he's, is the worst person to put in that spot. You think so? Because he, he'll he's make a, it all about Roosh. And I love Roosh, yeah, but Roosh in <laughs> yeah, that match, true. that whole thing is going to be all about Roosh. He's going to murder everyone. Everyone, his team, the other team, referees, he's going to make that all about Roosh, which, <laughs> yeah, you know, cool. I don't blame him. You know, like I get it. Mm -hmm. I don't, you gotta, you gotta pick the right guy and it has to be, it has to be Chris Jericho. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I definitely, I definitely would, would go with uh, Chris Jericho. Um, speaking of surprises, uh, and I think we're actually going to burn through the show tonight, but, but sp- speaking of surprises, we have a huge surprise coming to Slammiversary. So uh, George Iceman, he does a little segment on uh, BTI before the impact. That uh, and he said that there will be a a big surprise this anniversary. It's a name we've never seen before and should shock the world. And he compares this this surprise to that of Jay White from two years ago. Um, and that was talking BTI. Thank you, folks. Thank you for talking BTI with us. But uh, bringing that. Back. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, it's got to be Mercedes Monet, right? I mean, who else? Hell, who the hell else could it be? I What's was trying day? to go down the list of names. What's that? What's the day of anniversary? It's uh, July fifteenth. She breaking so ankle. That's she did, but that they're not saying that she's going to wrestle. That she's going to appear. And oh yeah, if you're comparing it to, yeah. If you're comparing it to Jay White, Jay White appeared after the main event two years ago with Kenny and Sammy, and uh, just showed up. And then they, of course, Impact being Impact, never really did anything with him after that until about eight months later when he decided to have a little bit of a run in the company, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's gotta be Mercedes, right? Who, I mean, like this is, they're saying a, a big, a big name that's never been there before. So I started going down my list and I was just like, well, Osprey's got the G1. It can't be Osprey. Plus Osprey's been there before his first American national television exposure was in impact, uh, before he even went to new Japan. So yeah, the vast majority um, so, of people have forgotten that though, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, that, yeah, that is true. So, um, and then I was just like, well, it could be Moxley. Now, people would forget Moxley did do some shots with Impact before he had over to WWE. But I, I don't think that um, I, I don't think anybody would know that either. I just kind of happen to know that because their their Twitter guy happens to tweet that every now and then. Um, He's good at that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, Moxley gets to do what Moxley wants to do. And he's good friends with a lot of people there. He works wrestling and revolver shows. But I'm like, no, it's not. It's definitely not Moxley. Um so I'm I'm trying to rack my brain about a big name that's Jay White level, and I would say Mercedes Monet would be the biggest possible name out there. That's not only at the Jay White level, but I would say that's bigger than Jay White level, especially in this country. In this country, absolutely. Um, I don't know. Like they just said, someone's going to appear at the show. Yes, that's going to shock the world. The problem is impact does stuff like this. And it like, <laughs> it, I mean, this yeah. is not the first time we've been in this situation, right? Where we're no. like, Oh, something big gonna, happen. and then like, you know, it kind of, it kind of doesn't work. You know me, JD wet blanket impact. Um, <laughs> Monet is one that makes the most sense. And again, if she's yeah. got the ankle problem still, she could just, shh. Yeah, okay. Here. Okay. Wet blanket time. So what? Yeah. Well, so, 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 so what, uh, the biggest possible match, the impact now, keep in mind, this is impact, right? So we're talking Mm -hmm. about varying levels here. The impact could put on for their company is a match between Mercedes Monet and Trinity, not Mickey James. I'm saying Mercedes Monet and Trinity Trinity has come in and has been a pretty, pretty good star for them um so far right she's been there a couple months she's doing pretty well their their ticket sales are doing pretty decent um they just had the well ratings are bullshit but last week they just had their biggest rating that they've had in like a over a year so they're without four extra people watch this weekend absolutely yeah so they're so they're they're doing they're doing pretty well my mike's opinion that's the biggest possible match they could do the next biggest possible match they could do is mercedes versus mickey which they've kind of already been building to this year 
So I'm not saying that if they bring Mercedes in that she's like under contract that she's like all you know impact all the no no I, I think she's very much you know locked in with New Japan for now and that seems to be her priority. But I think that is something that could help that company sell some tickets, sell some pay per views, and get a little bit of attention. And when she's gone, they'll very likely go right back to where they were at. Now, again, my only thing with this is like she's hurt, like she's got a broken ankle. We have or suspect we've never officially had word about her injury. I'm right. intrigued by the fact they took the title off of the New Japan Strong Women's title. They took it off of Willow, who's actually done yep. a pretty good job as far as like elevating her own standing in yeah. the professional wrestling landscape. She really got um, she really picked up a fumble and ran with it. So kudos to Willow Nightingale on that one. But they went with Julia, right? That's a big that's the biggest match New Japan slash stardom can put on right now is yeah. uh, Julia and Mercedes Manet. Yeah, right. My initial thought when that happened was, I guess Mercedes is going to be out longer than we thought. Right now, maybe that's just me not thinking because I think they they wanted to. I think the plan was like the. I think think the plan was because Monet would hold it, and then Julie would win it, and they would keep it with the Japanese talent. Right? Yeah. Are they going to take like Julia's there? Mercedes by for what we know is kind of like you know in and out like not a full-time new Japan star so like are you gonna take are you gonna are you gonna have her take it off of uh, Julia or I don't know man like I'm just Mercedes is one that makes the most sense my only thing with impact is are they going to do anything with it? remember when, like I said Jay White showed up but then he was gone for months upon months like he was just kind of there yeah and then disappeared. Yeah. So and then and then he came back and he was very much a mid carter when he came back. They, oh, people they people really... bitched about the way about the way AEW booked Jay White Impact. <laughs> Not a whole lot different there. Um, and that was when he was like IWGP champ, or just just after being IWGP champ. Like, I just I don't know if I buy the follow up. You know, like if she's there, yeah. then what? And she's gonna work her well, best the... friend. Like she's gonna like have yeah. a problem with her best friend. Like I mean. I need to see some really good booking to get me at least semi interested in this. And I have zero faith in impacts booking to do it. Zero. Well, well I mean, they lost Jimmy Jacobs and now he's booking, you know, the MJF and Adam Cole storyline. You know, <clears> boy, that dish sure did reek of Jimmy <laughs> Jacobs. Didn't it? I did yeah, laugh. Dude. I shouldn't, I shouldn't, yeah. I shouldn't admit this, uh, but uh, Max's delivery is just that good. Yeah. Max has got great comedic timing, but I did feel like I was watching raw for, for uh, on, One, on Wednesday. <laughs> to be fair though if you're gonna do a wwsk segment you put your two most wwsk guys in there and it's the dude training or sean michaels yeah. and the guy who wants to be a ww guy more than in the whole world so right. and it worked and you use the and you use the failed wwe writer who uh who wrote for impact that did all the comedy stuff in impact for the yep. last uh, four years so so the skit um, so the skit worked no i mean i don't blame yeah. just i don't i just i don't uh I don't know. I'm, I'm again. I'm losing bets all the time lately now. So yeah. Well, so Impact definitely has a lot to prove, especially this year. The booking has not been great, but I I, I think that if they could do it and they could do something with the follow up, and if they do something where like Trinity wins the title, then Mercedes shows up, um, and then they it leads to like Trinity and Mercedes teaming up against you know, Deanna and Mickey or Deanna and somebody, whatever, maybe Jordan Grace comes, who, who knows, who, whatever, book, book whatever you want. That's yeah. Yeah. Book, book. Run. 
Well, she only does she only does the big shows, right? So she does the tag team match, and then she turns on the partner because she wants the title. She's here to win titles, yada yada yada. They do the bound for glory match, and then maybe maybe Mercedes gets it, flips it back to her, or maybe Mercedes just puts her friend over. I think I I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. But you also have to do the the Mickey match, and so that's the that's the thing. I think Impact will want to do the Mickey match. And, and let Trinity do something separate. But Mike's opinion, this is Mike booking. I like I like doing hot angles. And I want to see I want to see Mercedes, who's a better heel than she is a babyface, turn on her best friend because she's envious of the title that she has and said, I've always wanted to be knockouts champion, which is probably bullshit, but you could just say it. It's wrestling. Right. And then and then you do the big match, main event of Bound for Glory. I think you I think you sell out uh you, you know that uh, that spot in Chicago Cicero Stadium. I think that's an easy oh, yeah. sellout right there. Yeah, and, that, and 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 I think that it's competitive with every I think you get you know in and around like some of the best numbers that they've done the last three years. I, I, I think that's a no brainer for me, but I think you can get there with Mickey versus uh, Sasha too, or, or, or sorry, Mercedes. I think you can get there either way. I just don't, I have a hard time seeing you bring in like the biggest free agent just to put over the people you already have signed. I have a real well, difficult time seeing that. Like she's going to come in and put well, over Trinity and put over Mickey James. Like I don't, but that, but that's what know. impact does. Impact brings in these big stars and then mm-hmm. they, they get them on these six month deals. They heat them up. They'll win a title and then they lose two or three times on the way out. That's what they do. Yeah. Right? But she's like, bigger than that. Like, she I is. mean, she, no, she is. That's, she is. I'll be honest with you. That booking is beneath her. Like it really it is. is. No, she sh- I might. Yeah, she should come in. She should win the title at Bound for Glory and then hold it for the next few months. For and then like whenever the she doesn't want to. Yeah. They can well, be and like- then when she's ready to move on, then you, then she drops it. Right. That's the that was, I'm, I'm dead serious when I say this. If Mercedes Renee were to show up in Impact tomorrow, that's the biggest thing that's happened in that company since Kurt Angle. That's a pretty. Am I wrong? Like. Find oh, me a I mean, big, who's a bigger who's been a bigger free agent to come to impact in the last 15 years. I still can't do math today. 17 years <laughs> rather than than Kurt Angle. Like that's that's on that level. Am I crazy by saying that? No, no, I I don't think you're I mean, she's in the Mandalorian. Um, I mean, is she a bigger name than Hulk Hogan? No, but Hulk Hogan also Hulk Hogan wasn't, in 2011 he wasn't, wasn't a wrestler. Yeah, he was pretty toxic were, at that point. He really was. Yeah, he pretty much was. And the whole yeah. show was like, you weren't showing up to watch Hulk Hogan wrestle. It was like, come watch Hulk Hogan book, brother. And it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> wanted to do that. It turned out nobody after watching the shows. But yeah, like, so as bad. far as like a star goes, like, yeah. I can't think of anybody that's on her level that's come to impact other than Kurt Angle. Yeah. Well, so, but the problem is, is when they signed Kurt Angle, I think they had him locked in for like five years or yeah, something, something crazy like that. Uh, you're not going to get that out of her. It's, this is more very yeah. much a temporary thing. So no, I agree if, if they do break and the same thing with new Japan, that's why new Japan put that title on her and then they immediately beat her for it. Mm-hmm. And, and then they, I think they wanted to do the same thing with a strong title. They wanted to just put it on her to get some prestige and then take it off of her, put it over on, on Julia um, just, just to get some prestige because they know that it's not going to last. And I think anything with Mercedes Monet and for that matter, Kota Ibushi, it's not long-term with either one of those two because they're yeah, but, looking to be independent. Yeah. But Kota Ibushi ain't coming to AEW and doing a bunch of jobs, right? I no, mean, no. Mercedes, Mercedes put over, again, one of stardom's biggest performers in Mayu, right? That's, that's yeah. big. That's big over there. Right, and then if they have a Julia match, that's big. Quite frankly, that's bigger than any match Impact can give. 
honest to God, from where stardom is in the global wrestling sphere. Like, yeah. I just, I have a hard time seeing, we're going to bring, we're going to bring Mercedes Renee in and she's just going to put these people over. Again, like when Japan, I, I kind of get it, but in impact, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm I, color me suspect. I, on this. I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen. I'm saying that you put the title on her and then she loses yeah. the title. I don't think that's that far fetched. Hmm. You're saying that she gets the title and then just and then just does a Mickey James and gets an injury and then <laughs> drops it. No, I think they put the title on yeah. her and she just gets to yeah. have the title and go wherever she wants for the rest of yeah. time as long as she carries that title <laughs> with her. That's what I would do yeah. if I was yeah. impact. Like you want to go well, back to WWE? I, Fine. Keep the title. Yeah, just but you have to say that you're the champion. You have still. to say you're the impact champion. Yes. <laughs> That's the deal. Yeah. But look, I I don't know that it's it's Mercedes. By the way, this is just my speculation. I just can't think of a different name that it could be. Um, but it, it just made my Slammiversary review coming to Patreon.com/slash/FightGameMedia next week made it that much more interesting because I if really it, was not all that interested. <laughs> if it's not, who else could it be? Goldberg. I, that's I I I would strongly suspect not Goldberg. Um, <laughs> I just pulled that but, out of my butt. I mean, like, who else? Yeah. If it's not her, and you, now you've created, not just you, but I mean, like, this is a zeitgeist yeah. thing. Like, you've created that expectation that you can't, like, the AEW did it too. Like, yeah. they created an expectation that she would show up, and then it didn't work out. And, you know, they say, well, we never told you it was going to. Yeah, you kind of hinted it. Like, I don't know, man. I'd watch it. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Moving on, uh, Drew McIntyre, it appears he's agreed to a new WWE deal. He returned at Money in the Bank this past week, um, although there's conflicting reports about that. Some are saying that he uh, he has agreed to it. Some are saying nothing's signed. I think Dave is saying that nothing's set in stone or anything like that. But, you know, from what I heard, uh, I think that he's already locked back in. And we, we talked about this weeks ago, too, by the way. Um, we did talk about this weeks ago. Dave says he's not signed. I would tend to lean toward Dave's words because Dave is still Dave, but he could be signed and they're just kayfabe and everybody. Um, yeah. I, if you're Drew McIntyre, why would you leave? That's where you want to be, right? I don't think yeah. he wants to test free agency. Like, I don't think he really wants to go. Like, I know he was almost going to go to New Japan before he re-signed in 2018, but I don't think he wants to do that. I don't think he wants to see if he can be the man in AEW. I think he, this is where he wants to be. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if, if he's not re-signed officially, if he's just going to work to the end of the contract, I would be remarkably surprised if he doesn't re-sign. Yeah. No, same here. Um, more, uh, some more news. Uh, MLW uh, WWE lawsuit is uh, expected to drag on to at least 2025 and WWE attorney, Jerry McDivitt has stepped down. Um, because he's been looking to retire for a while. He's like, damn, I thought the shit was just going to go away. And so he's like, nope, I'm not doing it. Uh, a new law firm is taking over. And this MLWWE story just will not die. Much like MLW. Yes. The world of MLW never stops and neither does this fucking lawsuit. No, it doesn't stop because Court Bauer is like Frank, like Victor Frankenstein reanimates the thing every time he needs to. Um, the end, Jerry McDevitt being done is like the end of an era in WWE. Like he's, he's kept that company out of a lot of trouble for a long time. I was listening to Dave this morning. He goes back to Neidhart when Neidhart got arrested on that flight. And he basically assaulted it. Like Dave kind of just poo pooed the story. He assaulted a flight attendant and McDivitt got him off with that. So he's been with them a long time, but I guess he's 74 and you know, I guess Jerry McDivitt's a normal human being. I'm like Vince McMahon. He's like, man, I'm 70 something. I'm, I'm out. I'm done. 
So yeah, I guess good for him. Um, as for this MLW thing, who the hell knows what's going to happen when this thing gets to discovery. So I think they're supposed to have a new episode of fusion this week. And I saw somebody on Twitter point out that, uh, that they just aired a rerun and nobody noticed. <laughs> so just like, uh, I, I mean, I guess it's still airing on BN and uh, I think on fight plus or something like that, but, uh, yeah, not looking good for MLW. But I mean, hey, they did get some good news in the lawsuit, man. They they might go forward and they might get some money on the back end. But at the end of the day, you got to you know wonder if it's all really worth it. I don't know. I don't know court's finances and how much. I mean, imagine he's got everything tied up in it. Like the world of MLW never sleeps, and it's because they they have to keep it going. I guess. Like it just. I don't know. I was just looking at Hammerstone's Twitter, and he was you know shit talking to Alex Kane. So I guess they're doing something i I mean if this if what they allege is real and stephanie mcmahon really went out of her way to kind of screw over them with tubi there might there might be something there and it might be something to why she kind of left like i don't know man if one were to look at this from a conspiratorial eye one could draw some conclusions Right, because yeah. people I remember was asked, was this one reason why she was this was a year ago? One reason why she was let go. And I remember Dave's like, nah, that, that lawsuit's nothing. Well, here we are a year later, and <laughs> yeah, the lawsuit isn't nothing. So maybe, maybe, maybe she did overstep her bounds. I don't maybe. I don't know. Like we just assume the big powerful company is gonna win every lawsuit because that's usually what happens in this company, but court might have just enough money just to keep this thing going and be a real well, pain in WWE's is- ass. Well, the thing is, I'm surprised that after this ruling that they didn't just settle, right? Like how much money could MLW want at this point? Um, I I think because they've done a WWE had done a successful job of getting it thrown out uh, several times, but the reels and Peacock deal kind of helped out MLW and they reapplied and then it, it actually pointed more in the direction of, hey, there might be something to this. And so the the judge is keeping all this stuff in, not throwing the lawsuit out. And now WWE has to get a whole new team together. At the end of the day, they might want to just settle and move on, but they must feel like they got a very strong case. Cause look, when Vince was going through all his stuff, they settled lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit. And I'm like, I'm just shocked that they're continuing on with this thing because it seems like now I I've been of the opinion that MLW doesn't really have a case because you need, you need actual evidence that Stephanie McMahon had those conversations, but maybe they got something. I don't know. Well, we we won't know. Nobody will know anything until it gets to discovery. So yeah. if I were them, I'd make it go away, especially yeah. especially with the merger underway because so much stuff is tied up. Perhaps that's why they can't settle. Maybe it does that. So I don't, I'm not a lawyer, nor do I play one on TV, but I mean, there might be so much going on right now with the merger. And that's why they had to kind of pay off all Vince's foibles because yeah. that stuff all happened before the merger went down. By the way, the merger is great. People are like, they got like billions. Of they didn't get nothing. It was just like the merging company. <laughs> no actual money changed hands. Right. Genius. It, Evil. It genius. kind of almost, it kind of almost seems like a hostile takeover from Endeavor where they're just like, we're just going to take like 40 some odd percent. Or no, 50, 51%. I mean, everybody's agreeing to it, but it's just like, we're just going to move in and you're going to get nothing and we're going to be your boss now. But we're going to we're gonna make all these new deals for you. It's not a hostile takeover when the guy running the ship is inviting you in, 
right? Yeah, it's like it's like that <laughs> vampire thing where you invite the vampire in and it has no powers anymore. Like that's pretty yeah. much what Vince did. Vince is gonna be okay. Um, but well, we'll see. It's gonna be interesting when that whole thing finally does close, right? Mm-hmm. And that is an actual thing. I, I, fascinating times we're living in. Yeah. But yeah, um, they should settle. Yeah. Uh, Twitter is seemingly dying. Um, Elon Musk is choking everybody's feeds. Um, for a couple of days there, I couldn't look at any tweets, but my tweets are back in full force now. Um, this controversy has caused Mark Zuckerberg to finally start up Threads, which is a new Twitter alternative from Facebook and Instagram. And uh, several people have uh, flocked to Threads, including JD by God Oliva. JD, how is Threads doing? Messy. Um. I kind of like it though. Like it's uh, it's very much Wild West Twitter right now. It's they're still working some bugs out. Much like you 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 have, do you have Instagram or no? I dude, I stopped Instagram whenever I got married because I was only like following like titty accounts, and so I'm just like, well, I don't guess well, I need this anymore. I'm just gonna get even myself if in you, trouble. Even if you don't follow titty accounts, they throw titty accounts at you. Like if yeah. you're a, a man uh, that's over thirty, they're just gonna say, here's boobs. Here you go. Here's yeah. Food. And Nothing I'm just good. like, I, I don't need that kind of trouble in my life. No, I get it. <laughs> just just so, gonna not do it. But you know how Instagram, you just get a bunch of stuff that you don't follow. It's just the algorithm saying, hey, you might like this. Threads is the same way. Threads is giving you, it's basically like the uh, for you tab on Twitter and you can't make it go away. But, <laughs> but it's not nearly as toxic so far. And everybody well, like, yeah. you never go to a party and you see a bunch of people that you know and everybody's miserable, but you go to a different party, a bunch of the same people are there, but you're in a new building and everyone seems like, hey, this is all new. Everyone's happy. You know, it's got yeah. that vibe right now. It could go to shit very quickly, but yeah, so far, so well, good. It's not perfect. Yeah, it's it's the uh, it's the exciting new toy and everybody's happy with it. But I've seen a lot of people complaining about it at the same time. So, well, because it, it, there's there's no hashtags yet. Like you can't post gifts. You can't like there's Twitter can do so much more. But like the the right wing lunatic that runs threads just kind of keeps to himself and tries to do evil things. The right wing lunatic that runs Twitter makes everybody know every thought that goes through his head <laughs> constantly because he's remarkably insecure. And yeah. I'm thrilled that we just get two billionaires that are very mad at each other and just snip snipe at each other constantly. I am entertained by that. Yeah. Um, and the Twitter lawyer, um, I don't know his name, but I saw this on deadline. Jerry calls the new, yeah, he calls the new, uh, meta 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 backed rival threads, a copycat based on pilfered trade secrets and has threatened to sue. And now there's uh, this whole uh, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg cage fight that might be going down. Dana White said he wants to make it in the UFC. Dana White, the person who says he doesn't do freak show fights like Bellator, the same guy that booked Randy Couture versus James Tony, the same stupid asshole that booked CM Punk with no fighting experience whatsoever in two fights. And one of those fights, he fought a journalist. And the journalist whooped his dumb ass, but he still fought a journalist, right? So, th- but this is Dana White, who only does sports, and he's the only a serious guy. He says Here, he wants to book Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. He have power slap Dana White. Yes, yes, that dipshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to be fair to Dana White, that if those two ever fight, it's going to make a fortune. Are you damn right? I'm watching, bro. I'm, I'm watching that. Count me I, in. It's gonna, yeah. 
you remember that fight in high school where two nerds got into a fight and neither one could oh, yeah. fight and everybody watched because it was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> yes, that is yeah. exactly what it's going to be. Except I think Zuck actually knows like legit Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Like he actually he's, does he's, train this stuff. Yeah, you know, he's he's a legitimate. I can't remember what but I think he's like a, a a purple belt or something, but he's got legitimate like training and I don't think Musk has anything. I think Musk has some size on him, but he's also much older. Bark Zuckerberg will beat the ever living shit out of Elon Musk. Yes. And uh, fighting me, if Garrett, when this happens and Garrett has something, you and I need to be involved because I think we have the right temperament to cover a I, farce like that. I think a live, a live episode of the Mike and JD show following it, where we do some type of drive time radio with people calling in. Yes. It's beneath Ryan. Let, let's be quite frank. Ryan <laughs> Frederick is a legit <laughs> MMA journalist who's one yes. of the best. Ryan Frederick is great at what he does. Him covering Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg would be like so beneath what Ryan could do. Like this is wallowing in the muck. This is where we live. Yeah. Like this yes. is what we yeah. do. Like yeah. we're the garbage pickers of this network i guess what it should be <laughs> oh man yeah i count count me in i'm all in uh and uh lastly you know we like to talk about uh what's going on in the tv landscape i thought this was very interesting what'd you get so e- espn has fired uh close to 20 on air personalities including jeff van gundy of uh, nba uh um, Jalen Rose does NBA for them. Keyshawn Johnson, Max Kellerman. Max Kellerman sucks. Susie Colbert, uh, who's been with them for 27 years. Matt Hasselbeck and Steve Young from, uh, I believe they're on Monday Night Countdown. Rob Ninkovich, uh, Neil Everett from uh, Sports Center, And Todd McShay, who I love every year seeing Todd McShay do the uh, his NFL draft, his mock drafts. Um, Stephen A. Smith, he went on his podcast and stated that more is coming, and he could be on the chopping block too, just like everybody else. Um, and then uh, ESPN released a statement saying, given the current environment, ESPN has determined it is necessary to identify some additional cost savings in the area of public-facing commentator salaries, and that process has begun. Uh, the S- exercise will include a small group of job cuts in the short term and an ongoing focus on managing costs when uh, we negotiate individual con- That means they're going to start paying people less. Um, this is an extremely challenging process involving individuals who have tremendous impact on our company. These difficult decisions based on overall efficiency than merit will help us meet our financial targets and ensure future growth. Man, if you want a gig at ESPN, it ain't looking good. Unless you're willing to work for $9.99 an hour. Um, yeah. It sure seems like we talk about bubbles bursting and how it's really not a thing in TV. Uh, there's not as much. Again, I heard Dave talking about this when he had uh, talking about ratings. And stuff like that. The money in streaming just isn't what the money in cable is. Maybe not yet, but everyone is in such like deficit spending mode. Like Peacock has grown tremendously over the last three years man but they're not even close to profitable right and does and espn plus is in kind of this position too right and realistically speaking go ahead espn plus is doing pretty good because of the espn the ufc pay-per-views and the boxing pay-per-views so that's basically carrying espn plus but but is um, that enough right yeah 
And one one of the problems with ESPN are are you an avid ESPN watcher? Like, do you do you no. follow a lot of this stuff? Okay, so I follow. I'm, I'm big into, but I don't pay attention. Yeah, I'm big into the countdown shows, and I like their debate shows. They just have such an overwhelming volume of people. Yeah. It reminds me of the WWE roster where they just had a lot. Like like the Monday Night Countdown, like the panel is like 10, 12 people deep. When really you could tell the same story with four or five people. Oh, absolutely. Right? And that's why that's why that show got gutted. And guys like Keyshawn Johnson, um, who who come on to for ESPN first take like twice a week, it's like you know, twice a week. Do we, do we really need to hire somebody to come on twice a week? Uh, and he does some, he does NFL live and he does some other stuff, but um, re- they have really so many people. Yeah. Yeah. They just have so many people. And then you got Susie Colbert, who's a legend there 27 years. I, that one caught me off guard because I, I, I just, when I think of ESPN, she's one of the people I mm-hmm. think of I you know, because she's on Monday night, Monday night football and, and uh, Monday Night Countdown, and uh, you know Joe Namath hitting on her live on television, which is always going to remain one a of classic. my greatest memories of sports. <laughs> but yeah, but a lot of these people, I you know, it, it just seemed like they were like if you already have like if you have ten people right, but you can do the same job with five, you're very likely to to just cut those five people. And it looks like that's a lot of what happened here too. I hate to be the guy who sits there and says you know, less people is probably better. But I mean, like you're talking about a lot of really wealthy people and none of them are coming cheap. Yeah. Right. Do you, I mean, like does ESPN need that many do, I mean, like it makes sense. And I do wonder too, is the talk, there's been a lot of talk this year of ESPN being the first people to really like kind of get out of cable and go all in on streaming. Is this a, is this a sign that that might be coming? Right. I, Yeah. I, I think so. And I think they're going to stop producing like a, a lot of these original programming shows where they have hired these employees and start l- leasing content or licensing content. Right. Cause they just started it with uh, uh, Pat McAfee. Right. Mm-hmm. So Pat, they're, they're going to pay the Pat McAfee show to license the content. And so those guys, other than Pat McAfee will very likely be the only employee there. Right. And they're going to have a production company and all that stuff. So um, maybe they start doing some more of that stuff too. It's funny. Cause that's how TV was for a long time. It's like, you know, your production companies created everything. Right. And they just yeah. networks picked it up. Right. And it wasn't networks usually didn't own the shows that were on their networks. Right. Mm-hmm. It was the production companies produced it. And then there was on, you wanted that four years, hundred episodes. So you can go into syndication and that's where the real money, then the real money came in and they've kind of, the networks have kind of gotten away from that and they to owning everything. And I'm starting to feel like, cause again, everybody wanted to own everything so they could have these big OTC OTT services. That really hasn't proven to be the, they'll go you know mm-hmm. so i wonder if that's going to shift back where like now you're going to have a lot more independent companies creating content again you know for these things i don't know man it's it's interesting to me that this could be everything old could be new again you know what i'm saying like it's yeah. it's interesting because again this is um i think in five years time the landscape is going to be remarkably different because we're less than 50% of homes in the U S have cable. Right. And that's what we talked about last week with ratings. What does that really mean? Right. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you pay these gigantic salaries when people haven't figured out really these big, massive companies haven't really figured out how to really make money on streaming yet. You know? 
Yeah, uh, you know, I think I think the ESPN model so far and Disney Plus, obviously, um, just because they just have an overwhelming number of subscriptions. Mm-hmm. But like Hulu, Hulu was not doing great. That's why Disney Plus and Hulu are essentially merging soon. Well, um, who, yeah. We just and we just saw the merger between um, Paramount Plus and Showtime go down. I just mm-hmm. got a bill saying that my bill has been raised two dollars, and then all of a sudden I now have Showtime. So. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess I'm just going to keep it because it's only two dollars more. But um, so, you know, I, I I think I think we're we're going to see some of that. But I I also think that you know even even ESPN they could just license content from people, right? And I I think that um, you know we talked about it a couple of weeks ago with them possibly being in negotiations with WWE. I, I think that pro wrestling could fit on the ESPN plus pat, platform, even if they don't do something on FX, say they say they decide they can't secure the rights for WWE, say they can't do that. Right. Um, they could, they could absolutely secure the rights to a smaller wrestling promotion. You know, AEW's negotiations are going to be coming up soon. Mm-hmm. You know, there's other, there's other uh, stuff that they can uh, try to get access to. Um uh, Sean Ross Sapp did say that there was a, some talk between uh, ESPN and Impact. I don't really know how true that is or where if that ever went anywhere. But look, you know, uh, ESPN right now airs PFL, which is, you know, a few tiers down on, as far as the MMA spectrum. And the rumor is, is they're wanting to be a content sports generating platform. Right. And they're actually even looking at possibly adding Bellator once Bellator has been sold to whoever buys Bellator. I don't I, think it's that far fetched to, to, for them to bring on pro wrestling. No, I don't either. Uh, it started there. Like I said, everything pro wrestling was a big part of ESPN when it a- first started. AWA Global. Yeah. AWA and Global, both on pro. And I believe World Class, too. I believe World Class was on. ESPN World Class well. turned into Global. So, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um. So, I don't think that's terribly. I mean, like in PFL is very comparable, I think, to Impact, right? I don't think that's like in the in the yeah. in comparison PFL to, so to Impact, like P- that's not crazy. Uh, I th- no, I think that's a fair comparison. PFL, yeah. they're on ESPN too, and I think they're you know getting in between a hundred and two hundred thousand viewers, and then sometimes they're down like well below a hundred thousand, and that's ESPN too. Right, mm-hmm. we're talking like ESPN two versus Access. Like ESPN two is way bigger than Access. Ratings. This but, is what I'm talking about. Ratings are yeah. stupid. We like. There's money. I, I, what now? What does this mean? Nobody's figured that out yet. But I mean, I would not surprise me at all to see ESPN make a play. I mean, WWE might be too with these kind of moves. WWE saying we have two billion dollars. They might just be like, mm, mm, yep. two billion dollars, a lot of money. Tony Khan, what do you want? Billion, billions half. I mean, like, I, it's possible. Impact, yeah. what do you want? Oh, 100 million. Oh, okay. You know, like, which <laughs> that's, you know, it's doable because you need content, right? You need content yeah. for these things. I, yeah. I don't think that's crazy. I really don't. So the thing that that's hurting and, and we will, we'll go ahead and end here pretty soon. Cause I, I do have to go, but uh, one of the things that hurts like a, a platform like Netflix is that that you get to consume all of the episodes of the television show at once, right? And then there's kind of lulls, so they have to then overwhelm you with all these new series. But the other platforms like ESPN+, Plus, like if they added pro wrestling, if they added more combat sports, you're getting fresh stuff every single week, and it just never stops. So there's no reason to cancel your subscription at that point, unless you just stop watching that product altogether. But if you're a fan of those products, there's no reason for you to stop. Like the moment the WWE went to Peacock, 
because of the volume of content that continues to get released, I have not stopped my subscription. It's just been going on this whole time. So um, I, I think that if, if an ESPN Plus, and then of course HBO Max and all these other platforms, if they did something like that, I think the pro wrestling works perfect for what they're trying to do. I agree 100%. We didn't talk about this, but um, Max Mexico is showing Trumania. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a big, that's awesome. a big news. That's, big news. that's, that's big huge. News. Yeah. Yeah. Now again, Max Mexico is different than Max in the U S like yes. things work differently in different places. I wouldn't draw any necessarily comparisons, but I will go to my grave saying a big part of WWE's boost in popularity right now is the accessibility of Peacock. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, it's I mean, look, there, there's lots shows. of fat. There's, yeah, and there's lot there's lots of factors into it, but Peacock has grown exponentially since WWE started on there, and mm-hmm. now like it, it's crazy just how accessible these big these big premium live events are. Like they they're getting kind of like close to similar amounts of views that they get for Raw, right? Like I think in some cases they're getting more. Yeah, it's it's insane to where the TV shows are basically obsolete. The TV shows are just you know infomercials for the PLEs. Oh, TV um, shows won't get you paid, right? Because the PLE, yeah. like the PLE, it's got to, you have to have a destination, right? You have to have a dryer in processing. Yeah. Processing is not MMA. Like it just doesn't, it just doesn't work like that anymore. Maybe it could have at one time. That's just not, the, that's just not how we consume pro wrestling. Um, I I will say that if H, if if AEW doesn't announce something with Max by the end of the summer, it's going to hurt their product because this is, this is the yeah. direction things are going. And Again, as a, a loyal HBO Max subscriber, nothing will make me happier than not having to shell out money to watch one of their pay-per-views, right? Yeah. I watched Money in the Bank. I have my Peacock subscription, and I r- make fun of WWE all the time, right? If I can catch a PLE and watch ET, why wouldn't I do it? You know what I'm saying? Like, it just yeah. makes sense. It just makes sense. It's cable. We're going to – I said this on Super Speak all the time. Network TV was three networks forever, right? And then cable, Fox, everything started to grow. I think we're going to have four or five streamers and that's going to be it. I think everything's yeah. going to eventually be, it's going to be like Peacock, Disney, and like some, something else. Like it's going to, I think Param- it's going to be Peacock, Disney, Paramount and HBO something. Max. And then yeah. the, the major sports one will be ESPN plus, which is essentially um, going to be Disney, right? It's, yeah. it's the same. I truly, truly believe we are headed back toward something that looks a little bit more like, what network t network tv with what can be done today more so than what cable television was looking like in the 90s right i think that is that is kind of what's going to happen in the future i truly believe that yeah yep i see it coming and uh hey guys head over to patreon.com slash fight game media because we got the dynamite show airing for free right now and the next week they got the wcw 96 great american bash uh, show um coming up next week uh jd and i will also be back next week on patreon where we will be covering the uh w the wcw invasion of wwf in 2001 and then also next week i'm going to be doing a slammiversary recap so i'll be watching slammiversary and recapping the show next saturday so stay tuned for all of that and then jd you got something cool that just came out on substack right or you got something coming out on substack soon I'm going to have something coming out on Substack next week. We're going to do the WCW pay-per-view, the WCW invasion, yeah. the greatest story that never was. I'm hoping to be able to talk to a friend of ours, Schmidt, say on that. Maybe not. I know they're listening, you know, hint, hint. So um, other than that, yeah. And I'm also, with my other Substack, I'm going to put out a novel. Yeah. Right? I'm just going to, I made this decision, right? I'm just going to 
chapter by chapter put out i mean i was going to do a short story and i'm totally but it's mike i just made a decision i'll tell you right now i'm gonna i have a short story that i'm gonna write and i figured oh, what the hell i'll just do chapter by chapter on Substack. and then it occurred to me well what am i gonna do while i'm writing this thing so i am going to take my best novel the one that has all the reviews the one that everyone has read my number one book harvest moon my werewolf story and i'm just gonna go chapter by chapter on Substack, and you can read it for free by subscribing nice. to my Substack every Monday and Wednesday, you're gonna every Monday and Friday, you're gonna get a chapter until the book is done. And if you want it, if you like it, you want to buy it, you can buy it on Amazon. If you want to wait every couple, if you want to read a couple chapters here, a couple chapters there, you can do that too. So I'm gonna give, I'm just gonna keep doing that. In my books when I'm done with Harvest Moon, hopefully the next story is ready to go. And uh, the book that I gave you to read, sir, eventually, uh, that's gonna go out the same way. I think. I think that's gonna oh, nice. be the way I distribute that too. So I got nice. some. Uh, I, I'm a my, my new favorite. My new favorite wrestler is the Black Phoenix. By the way, my new favorite wrestler. I, I was like watching. Uh, I, wa- I watched Moxley and uh, Eddie Kingston at Corican Hall, and it made me think of your of your book. Um, I'm uh, I'm about thirty percent done with it. I started it this week. Well, that makes me happy to say that because only <laughs> yeah. it's only been you. Uh, John Muse has read it, and my editor, and I gave it to you, and I'm going to start when I get the AOK. I'm waiting for my editor to give me the last like bit of notes so as soon yeah. as he starts i'm going to start sliding into the right people's hands and then before i do a kickstarter i'm going to do it on Substack. where again same like i said chapter here chapter there we'll go from there so i got some uh some crazy ideas coming up so yeah i'm a little tech well good deal we're all looking forward to that i hear my daughter outside uh running to the bathroom so <laughs> that's gonna do it for us this week and until next week mahalo do you like wrestling trivia then check out the five-star match game, the Pro Wrestling Quiz Show. I'm Joe Gagne, and every episode, I grill three contestants with five rounds of power-packed wrestling trivia. We have over 30 evergreen episodes in the archives covering WWE, AEW, Japan, Mexico, and much, 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 much more. Play along at home and check it out today.